United States government is is for profit. It's that's that's what it is. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, no. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait a minute. I don't know if you heard about the Every- national debt count cal- calculator. Rich. <laughs> the United States is not a for profit. Yeah. The United States is is a the United States is Uber. <laughs> it's been reporting losses for like decades until China buys us out. That's right. I'm having I have one I have one Irish cream and I'm ready to turn into that guy. <laughs> it's, it is your birthday session. Welcome to Brose, the podcast for those who drink rose. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in rose. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, is Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. And on an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And that's all, ladies and gentlemen. That's uh, that's everybody we have. All three of us. The, the, just three bros cutting it up this week. No Tim Hansen. Hey, what are you talking about? I'm down here. Come on, guys. Wow. You really deepened Tim's voice for the purposes of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> brutal. Yeah, uh, Tim is traveling uh, this week, and, uh, and and so we're just going to stick with the three of us for, for now. I will say uh, that we dove deep into the Rolodex of Brose potential guest hosts, and uh, what we found was that uh, many of the guest hosts that we normally lean on in this situation are away on vacation this weekend, the weekend after. Uh, we're recording this the weekend after uh, July 4th weekend, and most people are, are appear to be out of town. Out of the country, traveling, enjoying themselves, things like that. Wait, and that's oh, it's oh, oh, Bennett's only in Canada. That's not out of the country. <laughs> ah, so. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, Bennett, Bennett is uh, <laughs> blown up his spot. That's exactly where he is. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> exactly where he is. Canada's a giant country. <laughs> there's only there's only one state in Canada, and it's the woods. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, so, so I, I, it's, it's good to see people getting, uh, some vacation time and just, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I just want to extend to them all. Um, what the fuck do you think this is? This, this, this is, this is your chance to shine. This is your chance to step in, step up to the plate. This is, this is Casey at the bat and you are mighty Casey striking out all of you. Everyone that I asked to be a guest host for this week's show, you're all down for the count. Mighty Casey has struck out and so have you, Brose guest hosts. You know what? I'm bringing back the Golden Probes again this year. Best guest? Nobody. Silence. Crickets. The Duffman sound drop is the best guest host and maybe Charlie. Who's also on uh, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just bummed out that, um, we don't get another session of Know Your Bro with uh with 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 the cousin Vince. I I mean I don't know why you single out Vince. We do that with everybody that that comes on the show. So the purpose of the the game Know Your Bro is uh you know we bring on somebody new and and, and we do that for every guest, every single one. Uh, and certainly we don't single out anybody for the purposes yeah. of uh of of teasing them, mocking them. Uh, under uh, bring, bringing to light anything that they wouldn't want uh, to be brought up on a podcast. That's certainly not what we would do, and that's not the purpose Wait. of Know Your Bro. Like the fact that there is a uh, giant face bust of uh, one of the get- former guest hosts. Yeah, we don't bring that, that up. That is probably still in, maybe not still in your uh, garage. Man, I don't know. It's been, <laughs> it's so long. I, it's just, it's, I wouldn't be surprised if you're hanging it over Jordan's crib as the mobile that spins around. That'd be it's incredibly dangerous. And also, like, it, there's already so many things that I look back on over the first couple of months of her life and be like, well, that's therapy. 
uh, in 15 <laughs> years. And uh, certainly spinning the head of, of one of my oldest friends uh, with a beer bottle in his mouth uh, over her head every single night as she drifts off to sleep is 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 you know I mean look it's it's gonna put a dent into my pocketbook at age like sixteen seventeen. <laughs> also, I carry around a pocketbook. That's a new revelation for the show. You know that's fine. Everyone should carry around pocketbooks. Welcome pocketbooks everyone, perfect. pocketbooks and all, to the Brose Podcast, available on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, if you've listened to any of our episodes before, you know by now that the premise of our show is that we answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything, and we do it while enjoying a crisp, refreshing glass of wine or otherwise, sometimes. So if you have a question that you would like us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But before we get to those questions, let's discuss what we are drinking. Sean O'Brien, let's start with you. What do you got on tap tonight? Uh, I'm drinking Barefoot uh, Riesling. It is uh, double gold at the 2016 International Women's Wine Competition, which seems very specific. The women's um, wine competition. Yeah. I don't know. Is, do you think it's judged by women, or do you think it's wines enjoyed by women? Well, or do you think a, it's... There's a few different ways you go with that. It's all uh, women winemakers, all women mm-hmm. wine consumers. Uh, there's a few different ways you could go with that one, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. probably just women wine connoisseurs. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just wanted a fancy word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it is favorite grapes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they they uh, surveyed all women, and these were the yeah. grapes. Um, <laughs> but it is like so sweet. It's just juice. So if you like, if you like really yeah, sweet wines, something. yeah, it's just like this is a good dessert wine. Just sipping on after like mm-hmm. a pretty, you know, hearty meal with your friends. The Father's Day this year, we uh, we got together for dinner with uh, with my in laws, and uh, we got a bottle of white and a bottle of red. And per my wife's request, the bottle of white was a Riesling, and uh, my father in law was grousing like, oh, "Is Riesling so sweet?" And they had like three glasses of it. So. <laughs> uh, it comes for us all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rich, what are you drinking? I am drinking a bottle of uh, Penul Sauvignon Blanc. Um, I hope it's good because it sat in my car for about two weeks. Like, I bought it a month ago, and it sat in my car for about two weeks, and then I remembered it was in there, and I took it out, uh, and then sat in my house for another week and a half to two weeks. So, it tastes fine, but we'll see We'll see if it's actually good or not. <laughs> All right. It's, it's fermented in vehicle. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I am celebrating my birthday this session, because uh, on or around this date... Uh, is my birthday. Uh, and so I, rather than drinking wine, I'm finishing up a bottle of Five Farms County Cork, Ireland, uh, single, batch Irish cl- single batch Irish cream liqueur that we received as a gift around the time that my daughter was born from uh, one of my wife's family friends. Uh, and you'll recall that I had a sip of this uh, on the first episode that I came back from uh, back in April, and I still have it in my fridge. So if you're wondering, is this cream still good after uh, several months and coming, you know, and then going across the uh, the Atlantic uh, to the United States? The answer is, uh, uh, well, we're about to find out. So uh, <laughs> so far, so good. I'm a fan. So if this is the session of let's find out. Let's find yeah, out. It's experimenting. It's the scientific method. <laughs> All right, now I've got in front of me our first round of questions. Uh, and again, brosequestions at gmail.com if you want yours answered on the air. Uh, you guys ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. 
First question is, do you wear Crocs? Uh, second part, would you wear Crocs? And third part, why or why not? Um, no, I don't wear Crocs. Uh, I think they're ugly. I think they're just not cool shoes in general. So I just don't want to wear them. However, lately I've been wearing my Converse's without socks. I've been just slipping them on. And I'm like, I could use a pair of just easy slip-on shoes. Maybe I could do Crocs, but they're just rubber. So I don't really know if that works well without socks. So I might wear them. But no, I don't, I don't, I don't think Crocs, they're not my style. They're definitely not my style. Sean's smirking like he's uh, I, so, he has something to say. I do. So I, I had the exact same opinion for a very long time. I was like, Crocs just aren't me. It turns out they are 100% me. And <laughs> I, I got some. Um, I'm wearing them right now. I got some for Father's Day. Mary got me a pair because I was, I was wearing this old, like Richie, I was just slipping on shoes and it was this old pair of sneakers that like the back had bent in so I could just slip them on like slippers. Um, but the, they are so, they're, a lot of people are like, they're so comfortable and they're not like any more comfortable than any other slipper. But they are very convenient and it's nice like to just slip them on when I have to take the dogs out. And I don't, and it's, and if, it, if it's like raining, I don't have to worry about getting my feet wet, really. And they'll like survive through it. They won't get all weird like slippers would. Um, so, so yeah. do you wear them with socks or do you not have socks on? I don't have socks on right now, but I do wear them with socks sometimes. It's just how okay. I'm feeling. And it's, it's usually, they are, I think they're more comfortable with socks. They're a little bit sweaty without socks. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty much every shoe I've ever experienced. Even the Converse that I wear, they're, like, mm-hmm. they're sweaty without socks. But I'm just like, you know, I've been sitting in my pajamas all day. I need to go to Wawa at least. Let me throw on shoes. I'm not going to get fully dressed to throw on shoes. Mm-hmm. Just gonna throw on. Seems to be like to, it was, to go it was to Wawa at least. Very uh, in vogue to have a very strong opinion on Crocs about 15 years ago. Am I am I guessing that correctly? Like maybe 10, 15 mm-hmm. years ago, that this mm-hmm. is a huge deal to like. Like this is this is your edgy brand of humor. Like like Leno would come out and be like, "You see these things, Crocs," uh, <laughs> during his uh, during his opening monologue. Uh, I don't care for Crocs, but I don't really care about them. I seem to recall either I or somebody I knew uh, years ago had a form of Crocs that weren't the the typical one that looks like you know a, a boat shoe and a slipper had a baby. Uh, but, but uh, there was, there was another kind they had that just looked like a normal, like slide on uh flip flop. And that looked, I mean, it's a, it's a flip flop at that point. It's not even really a crock. Um, you know, look, if you're looking for like a shower shoe, I guess, like if you're, you know, in a college dorm and you're, you're trying to avoid, you know, swapping foot space with the first, the last like 50 people who had that shower before you. Sure. <laughs> I get it, uh, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's never really been my uh, my bag, I guess. Uh, they, I mean, I'm sure they're comfortable. I'm sure they are. But uh, my my weird uh, shoe footwear thing of choice is uh, I have a pair of like knockoff Birkenstock sandals uh, that I've had for like almost a decade, and my wife keeps <laughs> every like two or three years. My wife will 
get me for like a birthday or Christmas gift another pair of flip flops or something like oh look you needed these just to try like just to eventually push the Birkenstocks down to the bottom and I, either I mysteriously lose them or oh how did they wind up in the Goodwill bag I don't know I guess I just got to wear these Birkenstocks again and uh, and uh, and they're freaking great they don't retain water they're comfortable uh, form fitting uh, I love I love my dopey old Birkenstock knockoffs. <laughs> When when you find something that you like, you find something that you like. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't I don't blame you for getting rid of the new shoes that your wife lovingly <laughs> got you just to wear the thing that you love the most. Yeah, your 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 Birkenstocks. If anything, it's an insult. <laughs> so I should actually be mad that she got me a nice gift. <laughs> how dare exactly. She? Yeah. How exactly. How dare she be have. thoughtful? Yeah. How dare she be thoughtful of your foot health and yeah. get you new? Sandals. Yeah, next time next time she does, I'm just going to commit. Yeah, you you have to return these now. It's your responsibility. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on Crocs? Not really. No, I recommend. I re- I personally recommend the the Sean recommendation. If you want some mm-hmm. some pretty like hardy slip on shoes, yeah, they're they're def- it's it's because they're also relatively inexpensive, right? So like they're definitely something I've no, been. How much are they? I don't know. Looking, looking into to just be like, all right, let me get some Crocs mm-hmm. as my slip-on shoes instead of wearing these Converse's that make my feet smell because I sometimes wear them for too long. The cursory glance just... at the shopping tab on uh, on uh, <laughs> Microsoft Edge is uh, <laughs> is uh, that uh, the Crocs that run anywhere between like thirty and forty bucks. It looks like on average. Mm-hmm. You know, I expect to pay three times that amount for any pair of shoes. Three so that... times? <laughs> what kind of shoes are you buying, my guy? <laughs> Look, my my Converse's each were fifty bucks, uh, so that's fine. But no wonder Rich was worried about shoes, the sandals because he's expensive. out shoveling the driveway in like you know, like nice like dress shoes. He's polishing them before he comes back in. My God, shoes are expensive, man. I know they are, Just but sneakers and. <laughs> I've prior to these converses, mm. I never spent less than like eighty bucks on a pair of sneakers. Mm, boy, mm, mm. yeah, that's why I can't get into sneakers. I know it's a big thing. Uh, with I find a lot of like NBA writers on Twitter, and a lot of them are like sneakerheads, and I just I cannot understand it. Like north of two hundred, two hundred fifty dollars for a pair of basketball shoes, and I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> I I have a buddy who he was a sneakerhead. And when he sold his collection, he made uh, about ten grand, mm-hmm. and yeah. it cost him. I think he spent about five to six grand to get get it all, and then he sold the entire collection for almost double. Oh no, part of that, but the zero part. Then of that. spent <laughs> spent pretty much half of that on Funko Pops. Yeah. So he just sold one collection for another. <laughs> so he wisely reinvested that four thousand dollar windfall <laughs> that he had into a, a, another. <laughs> non-traditional asset that might appreciate in value in a few years yeah yeah got it all right uh the next question is new conspiracy theory just dropped these this this question knows who we're who they're uh talking to here uh new conspiracy theory just dropped are pandas real (laughs) it's a link pardon me there's a link to a uh a rolling stone article by ej dickinson ej dixon excuse me uh headline Pandas aren't real is the latest conspiracy theory taking off on TikTok. With the subheadline, pandas are fa- pandas are famously adorable, but are they real? So I guess this is like an offshoot of the birds aren't real thing from however long ago, right? Yeah, it's it's. Mary showed me a TikTok about this, and it, it basically uh, boils down to 
pandas, it seems like, are doing everything in their power not to exist. Like, they're carnivores, <laughs> but they only eat bamboo, and they can't really digest it, so they have to eat a ton of it. They refuse to mate. They just don't like to do it. It's like how... <laughs> it's just, uh, they, have, they make good points. Uh, a couple Before, graphs down here. We have, quote, In one video with more than 218,000 likes, a creator details her theory that pandas are not real because they aren't docu documented in Chinese historical literature. Uh, in parentheses, this actually isn't true. Panda studies are <laughs> documented in ancient Chinese history. Uh, and a Qin Dynasty uh, medical journal even recommended their pelts as a menstrual treatment in the 3rd century BCE, according to naturalist George Shiloh. So, uh, so yeah, a, a growing body of evidence, uh, real or otherwise, uh, that's just not referenced <laughs> in history somehow. Uh, weird. That's, um... So I guess yeah, the, the question is, are I... pandas real? <laughs> I mean, of course they're real. Look at them. Look at them. Just look at them. They... I've never seen one. <laughs> I, I've seen them at zoos. Oh, the zoo. Okay. So you believe <laughs> everything that zoos tell you nowadays. <laughs> yeah, in the pocket of uh, Big Zoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Big Zoo over here. Yeah. You go go down to we the Cape uh, May Zoo. You just, you just dipped raccoons into well, red hair dye and put it in a tree. That's it. <laughs> well, I mean, I was just saying going down to the Cape May Zoo, but then like, well, that's big government right there because that's a federally run park. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> we just went to the Cape May Zoo like a couple weeks ago. It was a wonderful time. Uh, no complaints. That... But uh, but yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> audit the Cape May Zoo is what I say. <laughs> Um, I, I, I feel like there was complaints. Uh, possible. <laughs> I mean, there's certainly complaints about the lack of panda. I saw no pandas at the Cape May Zoo. There's a zoo that doesn't have a panda. Hmm. hmm. Suddenly, this that's run tower by is the, falling apart. That's run by the government. I'm pretty sure the, the Philadelphia Zoo has a panda. I've seen pandas at zoos. I know I have. <laughs> I know. I just don't, I know. It's I been know. forever You've since. I've seen pandas at zoos. You just can't name any specific instances or recall a, a specific time or place where you saw one. I understand. Look, I'm just Googling now. Are pandas, does the Philadelphia Zoo have pandas? They do not. Oh. There's only there's only there's only three zoos in the U.S. This is only the National three. Zoo, the Atlanta Zoo, and the Memphis Zoo. The Atlanta Zoo, the Memphis Atlanta. Zoo. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Atlanta doesn't exist. It's lost under the water. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, I saw it in that documentary Disney film, Atlanta: yeah, The exactly. Lost Empire. That one. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that yeah. first one you said, Sean? It was Atlanta, Memphis, and the National Zoo. Oh. That's a new uh, uh, DC. Right? Sounds like yeah. that restaurant yeah, that, I, that I said we were taking you to for your birthday. That one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the American. Oh, come on, zoo. we're gonna go to the National Zoo. American Bar and Grill. Where are you taking us? Uh, the National <laughs> Zoo. <laughs> Wait, like when you're taking your kid to the dentist and you don't want to tell him like, exactly where you're going. Is, we're taking the National is Zoo. That, is that is the National Zoo like the Rainforest Cafe? It's a theme. Uh, <laughs> it's a it's the theme restaurant, but it's yeah. It's like Buffalo and shit like that because yeah, yeah. it's just United States national. Every twenty minutes we have a thunderstorm. Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on pandas being real? I look. Just look at them. They're real. Like don't. Just don't. All right. That's that's all I got on that. Like, okay. I'm not. I I don't have the research. Yeah. To, Though it. I think it seems as though they are doing everything in their power to no longer be real. I they are very real. 
Thank you. I, just because they're trying to not be real, which I don't blame them, <laughs> they're still currently real. Mm. <laughs> so... You'll be pleased to know that I just uh, again I'm using Edge just because it's uh, less of a tax on my uh, on my computer, and uh, I just put in the little search bar at the top our panda's real, and the the, the headline at the top just says true bear, <laughs> true, <laughs> true bear, uh, true bear Winnie the true yeah. bear, looking he's a panda me. and no one believes he's real. Looking for meat, but all he finds is bamboo shoots. Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, next question is: Are you able to keep plants alive? This is a hard no for I me. Mean, like a rock hard no. <laughs> I've uh, I've never tried. So I mean my my yard is always very tall grass because I don't mow it. So I guess yes. I've never had house plants or anything like that, so I can't actually mm. say whether or not I can do that. Incidentally, I think the one plant that I've ever kept alive for a substantial period of time was bamboo. Somebody gave me a bamboo in high school. I just put it in like a little mason jar with water and kept that alive for a while. Uh, but vegetables, no. I had a bonsai. Uh, my, my roommate and I had a bonsai one year, and uh, <laughs> we kept like waking up and realizing it was snowing, and we forgot that the bonsai was out there, and so the bonsai eventually <laughs> died because it was covered in, uh, in frost. Uh, I, uh, I tried to do a vegetable garden during the pandemic and, uh, uh, what was it? It was the, it was either the zucchinis or the cucumbers or invasive species and choked out all the other plants in the vegetable garden. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, no Siri Bob. My wife, uh, is much more of a green thumb than I am. And, uh, I thank her for that because everything I touch dies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sean? Uh, Sean? Um, so I, No. I can't keep anything alive. Mary and I together are a menace to plants. We try our best, but uh, we like we got a plant for, um, I think for Mother's Day. Mary got a plant, and we just put it outside, and it like and it just died. We just we just placed it outside, and it rained, and it was sunny, and the plant just fully died. And I don't know why, mm-hmm. because her sister got the same plant and put it outside, and it's still alive to this day. And so, <laughs> I don't know what happens. We just can't. We kill succulents. Like we're just so bad at keeping plants alive. Succulents. Uh, wow. Yeah. How do you kill a succulent? With you have to put some serious effort into not taking care of it. Gunpowder. Um, yeah. Because uh, yeah, like you can you can break a piece of a succulent off, glue it there, and it'll still survive. Mm-hmm. Like. Succulents are the hardiest thing in the world. <laughs> You're right, and I can't keep them alive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it needs the opposite of watering in order to survive. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I, yeah. So, all right, Rich, uh, you're you're growing the official Brose Garden, then I guess. I mean, if you look around my house, it's 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 covered in vines right now. So, like, See, yeah, I go. guess I. It's just everything's growing around me and i don't even have to put in effort so i'm really good with this stuff it's like a horror film some of it may or may not be poison ivy mm. so, that i have literally grabbed with my bare hands and not gotten a single reaction to so well I, did you know that that was going to happen or did you just decide <laughs> to wing it uh i have i've i i didn't know it was poison ivy at first but there had been other times that i had mm. touched poison ivy and did not get a reaction, so I tend to... Hmm. I still act cautiously around it, 
But if I'm weeding and end up grabbing it, mm. I just don't really care and just deal with it at that point. But yeah, I don't I don't get affected by poison ivy somehow. It's like That's the Donald voice. Like, you know, uh you know what really worries me about uh poison ivy is uh is the poison. <laughs> this is pretty bad. It's poison. Then the ivy. <laughs> uh next question is what's something new you've learned about yourself in the last three months? Uh, that I look good without hair. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, Rich yeah, reporting I, to I, us live with a big old shaved head. I mean, I, I haven't shaved it since. Um, and I need to because I can see how it's thinned out up front. But, um, yeah, because of the subathon, I had to shave my head. And everyone has told me, like, you need to keep it shaved. It looks better shaved. It looks great. Not looks better shaved, but, like, you look great shaved. Some people were like, you even look, you, you might not look, like, your hair made you look younger, but this, like, makes you look more mature um, and stuff like that. So I'm like, I mean, I have this spot right here that just doesn't grow hair. So, like, <laughs> I kind of just got to keep it shaved now mm. or deal with a spot until it all grows long again. Mm. So... It's. I. I learned that I looked good with no hair. Or you convert to Judaism. Probably they were right over the spot. Yeah, Papa Yamaka. Yeah, you know, you know how the <laughs> Dennis right and Seinfeld there, converted yeah. Judaism for the jokes. You convert to Judaism for the headgear. <laughs> That's what you do. Just to protect this this spot. Right yeah, yeah. It's, for, it's sun protection. It's it's basically a health health thing at this point. <laughs> it was uh, like the the day after I got my hair, or like less than a week after, about a week after, was Father's Day, and we had a barbecue at my parents' house, and my brother brought like a big brim hat. But he was sitting under shade the entire time, and I was sitting in the sun. I'm like, "Give me your damn hat! I need it. It's just, I need to make sure I don't burn all back here." Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sean, what have you learned about yourself in the last three months? Um, hmm. I have learned that I am. I well, I've learned that I need to work on being uh, present. Because I've been, I've been in a pretty bad habit of kind of like zoning out, like at the end of the day, like just kind of vegging as opposed to like engaging with the things that are going on around me, and so I have to like that's something that I I've learned that that's something I need to work on, and it's like it's a bad habit that I've gotten into that I really need to break and just kind of like recognize when I'm losing my focus and kind of get back into it. Yeah. So that's what I've learned. That's huge. Mm -hmm. It was easy to be like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm going to have my downtime. I'm just going to stroll Twitter for like 25 minutes. And like, yeah, it's, it's your it's your downtime and everything like that. But that's still 25 minutes that you, mm -hmm. know, you are that you're spending just like scrolling through and being like, oh, what like the Simpsons? What are those clowns in Congress doing? What a bunch of clowns <laughs> just doing that for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um uh, among many things that I think I've learned about myself over the last three months is that uh, even up to my, my, my daughter's current height and weight, which is substantially larger than uh, when she was born, I can still hold her like a football. Uh, <laughs> like a longer football. 
uh, like a squirmier football and a much stronger football who rolled over today. Congratulations! Yay! Um, <laughs> but uh, can still hold her like a football when need be. And also, apparently, she sometimes likes that in order to be rocked to sleep. So, uh, <laughs> so occasionally you get the weird v- visual of me with like one hand free, just like sort of you know, flopping around, like doing its own <laughs> thing, and the other hand like rocking a, a a small you know child to to sleep at night. Um, so that's one thing I've learned about myself. Um, boy, yeah. Oh, uh, beyond the football thing, which is a huge one, fr- mm-hmm. frankly. Um, it's similar to Sean, like uh, maximizing my my downtime and and. and Certainly, I'm sure Sean learned that, uh, you know, ra- raising raising Jacob, now raising Alice, and you know, I'm, I'm learning it now raising raising Jordan, my daughter, is that, uh, you know, especially the last couple of weeks, so I've been back on on leave, so I've not been working the last couple of weeks. Uh, I've I've been home with with the kid, and it is uh, amazing how quickly the amount of time that she spent, you know, you know, baby naps, you know, several times a day. Um, but not for very long because she's my kid and I never sleep. And so, of course, she doesn't sleep. And so th- those precious minutes that she spends napping are like, OK, I could knock out like five chores now or I could fuck around on Facebook. Or I could just sit on dawdle on my phone and play a crossword or something like that. And sometimes that's nice. But other then at the end of the day, I'm like. Shit, I didn't get anything done. Like, not that I didn't get anything done. I, I, I was looking after a kid all day. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was just like, oh, nothing else got done. The house looks like a wreck. Jesus Christmas. So, uh, so maximizing that time uh, so that uh, I, I can full, to, to use it the most efficiently that I can so that the time that uh, I spend with my daughter, I spend really fully with her as opposed to thinking about, like, the laundry that isn't done or the dishes that aren't done or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just yeah. efficient use of of time capital. Yeah, it's so it's so difficult when you're raising a kid like that because like you because you'll end up counting not that you shouldn't but you end up counting raising the, like being time spent with your kid as the thing you did that day to like make yeah, yourself yeah, feel yeah, better. Is. Yeah, yeah, but you're like you have so many other responsibilities that you're like mm-hmm. I, I remember I would use that as like a a way to make myself feel better about the stuff I wasn't getting done. Like, I didn't do the yeah. dishes that day. It's like, well, I, wa- I watched a kid all day. It's like, well, the dishes yeah. would have taken 20 minutes, guy. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't showered in three days. Oh, with the kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it was it, it was really important to get three stars in that Mario Kart Cup. Mm, yes. <laughs> you had to do it. I had to you do just it. had to. Sagat isn't uh. going to defeat himself. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well. So efficient use of the time. Um but yeah, now that now that the, there used to be periods of time where like you know even if the kid's only a couple months old, you can usually like set them in a safe area and like allow them to independently play in the same room as you while you do the dishes or make mm-hmm. their 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 bottles or something like that. Uh, but now that the kid has rolled over a couple times on her own. A, not a chance anymore. And B, she now loudly announces that she's doing it. Like <laughs> here I go. Like, so. So uh, there's, there's no, no none of that anymore. None of that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Any other uh, things that you've learned about yourself over the last three months? Um. Yeah, I learned how important time off is. Um. And uh, like most of the things I've learned was over the past month, because God, I can't remember three months ago. <laughs> um. But over the past month, I also streamed every day and. By the end of it, I was just doing it as, out of obligation, more so out of want. 
and so like and it it showed in some of them that i was just like i was there because i had to be and not because i wanted to and so uh i also like took off this past weekend fourth of july weekend from thursday until tuesday and like that was nice to have off with work but i was still streaming every day at least like six to seven hours so it was like they, they weren't really off and i just i needed that time off and and i'm i'm realizing how important i need time off or i need time to myself is or was mm. yeah even mm. even for for something that isn't like your main your main gig at this point like it's it's like yeah. you don't you don't want to burn yourself out and like mm-hmm. th- th- that's the fear is like you, you do something that like you're passionate about you don't want to not become passionate about it by burning yourself out mm-hmm. yeah and it was it was not wanting to burn myself out which i i started to a little bit near the end of it Especially this week, I've been exhausted, and it's been like kind of a roller coaster of a week. But then there's also like, for instance, any time I recorded a podcast, I would either have to stream after or stream before, or if I had plans on a Friday night, I would have to stream beforehand, and like it would all be rushed, and it would all be like I would end up losing a little bit of fun out of this thing or that thing because like I'm forcing everything into it, and it's like these times off aren't just needed to give my viewers a break it's needed so that i can also have a break Mm. and i have also learned that my viewers need a break they're not going to come and watch me play games for 32 days in a row no maybe like one or two of them will be there but not all 203 of them will be there right right the Mm -hmm. next question is what is stressing you out these days and how do you recognize when you're stressed How long do we have? <laughs> Initially, uh, I was like, uh, <laughs> Initially, I was like, what personally is stressing me out? And like, there are things like my my job and stuff that's stressing me out. But I, I, for some reason, I completely glossed over the entire political landscape, which is like, yeah. which is like the only thing I've been talking to my therapist about for the past like three weeks. Yeah, it's just like, you know, feeling like there are so many things happening that I disagree with, mm-hmm. and there's nothing I can do about it because like the people who I've put, who we voted in to make changes and to mm-hmm. stop stuff like this from happening, aren't doing anything about it. So it's just can like, I, can I just say, um, <laughs> in, in, a, in the, um, the, the democratic Congress coming out and like, uh, what, what, I don't know what they sang, but they formed like a choir, like the day that, um, the day that Roe v. Wade was, was struck down or the day afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's just like, boy, what, so if you had told me that it's too on point, it's too on the nose, <laughs> that, that is the reaction that they would take to this is like, yo, let's sing it. Like, you know, we're all very sad and we're going to sing something rousing and patriotic on the steps of Congress uh, the day after this, this catastrophic ruling. <laughs> Amazing. It's, yeah. it's just like when, like when the, when the celebrities did that song during the early weeks or months of the pandemic. And it's just like, it's kind of tone deaf. Like, <laughs> The, the the message you're putting out is not really the message that <laughs> you think, and and it's just it's it's bad. I didn't even know that they did that though. I didn't know that they put out a song. Um, <laughs> it was very darkly funny. It was very funny <laughs> in, a, in a very stupid way. Like <laughs> anyway, it's just it's so like yeah. It, it's politics is just it is killing me <laughs> lately. Like it is. We like before the show even started. I had mentioned how um, 
the my neighbors are low income housing and the township sold their house to a private investor who is going to fix it up and use it as Airbnb for low income housing. Hmm. So something we are already short on, something that my roommates cannot find a house that's affordable because they don't have rates that are affordable because of everything. And now they're taking more housing away to make it so that more people can't find housing. Mm -hmm. And selling it for fucking Airbnb property. I I don't live in a nice area. (laughs) I don't. I don't understand why people want to rent out Airbnb three houses down from me. But they do, and it sells out every weekend. I saw at least four different couples come into this house over the past week. Hmm. Hmm. It's, it's it's bonkers. Well, you're probably it's probably honestly it's probably because you're close to Philly and cheaper than an Airbnb it's in Philly. To do that than going to the city. It's 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 where I'm. We're five minutes from the ballparks, real close to Center City, an hour and a half from the Shore Points. Mm-hmm. Like uh, this area is perfect. For people to come vacation, if especially if they're willing to drive, because it's cheaper to come here and drive down to the shore every day than it is to rent a shore property for a week. I, well, maybe with gas prices nowadays, it's not, but at least last year it was. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like people, like people are renting out what should be residential property so that they can visit. Philly for a few days or they can go down the shore for a few days or they can use this as a stopping point while heading further down on vacation or whatever it just it, it it's just it's frustrating and I just I don't I don't get it and it's everything is just making me so mad lately. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's tough man uh it is very tough uh you know whether it's on a macro level or a micro level uh, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The, the politics has stressed me out. I mean, like the, the, the freaking like former prime minister of Japan got assassinated last night and it's just like, Oh, cool. Yeah. Let's just toss that on the fire. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> Boris Johnson is, Boris, uh, is stepping down. He, uh, he, he resigned, but he's still acting PM until they find a new PM, which they have not released the deadline for how long it's going to take to find the new acting PM. It'll be, it'll be quick. The conservatives don't want him. Uh, the, the, Tor- the Tories aren't big fans of him right now, as evidenced by the fact that everybody's quitting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Working for him. I, I, the, one, the, the one thing I'll point out, I mentioned this on Twitter, is that um, the, the funniest recurring bit that Britain has going for it is Prime Minister's Question Time. Um, and I call it a bit <laughs> because it's just great to hear, like, a whole parliament hall full of the opposition party, just like razzing the current prime minister for like an hour every week. Like just, and, and like in very like old timey, like everybody should be wearing a powdered wig kind of fashion where like somebody makes like a, a quippy remark about something, you know, like the prime minister hiring like a, a sex, a, a sex freak into his cabinet. And then like the rest of the people behind him go like, yes, Mr. Prime Minister. And you hear like, <laughs> like hundreds of people echoing that and like jeering the whole rebel, time. Rebel, it's rebel. great. It's chaos. I love it. And it's, it was, it was I, absolutely uh, amplified by the fact that Boris Johnson perpetually looks like a, uh, I'm stealing the comparison somebody made uh, for an NBA coach, but it was like, he always bet just a little bit too much money on a casino game that he doesn't know how to play. And that's the way that <laughs> Boris Johnson looks. Like it's yeah. it's great. It's, it's it all works yeah. together in tandem so well. And for that reason, I'll miss him. 
then, and then we also had like th- this is since our last recording. We also in in this like month period, the friggin' uh, January sixth uh, hearings or whatever that were prime time televised. Yeah. That I don't know. Has anything really come of that? Are they still going they're, they're on? They're still going on. They they got a couple of okay. key witnesses to. Uh, in fact, I think they were going to adjourn for a couple of weeks, and then they got like a couple of key uh, testimonies, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Everybody, back in, let's go." <laughs> uh, so they're still there. There's there's actually like a prime time uh, prime time John. Here we go. Work that in. Uh, prime time John <laughs> for that thing. Uh, sometime next week, I want to say. So that, that they're not done yet. Yeah, it's and to me, it's it's absolutely wild that they are putting that on prime time television, like. The country needs to know that this is what was going on for sure, but like the fact that they're doing that on like at like a six seven o'clock at night, it's crazy. Yeah, they should be home at four o'clock like the rest of us bankers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't make it. Don't make them work late. Those poor schmucks. <laughs> you know, I I work in banking. I wouldn't mind being allowed to work late because mm-hmm. just wouldn't mind it. Yeah. Uh, as far as stress, um. Yeah, just a general world, and uh, yeah, that would be stressful anyway. But like, you know, looking at like a three month old and and seeing them, I'm like, oh god. And like, you sort of have to like, they're they're look, they're they're so far from understanding anything beyond like, hey, what's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? That it's not really a problem just yet. But like, I'm thinking like ten steps down the road, like especially like climate stuff that happens, like, and then, then them looking in, like, I always have this nightmare scenario where like. Climate change has, has turned into a complete disaster in like ten years, and my daughter looks at me and my wife and go, "And what did you do about it?" And I go, "Yeah, we had some of those bags. They were cool. Uh, I, I use I use plastic. I use paper straws. Yeah, we uh, oh yeah, it really helped. It saved. We saved an orca. Um, yeah. Uh, by the way, as far as the state of New Jersey, I, I want to point out that uh, I really appreciate. Uh, that grocery stores in the state of New Jersey, New Jersey recently enacted a uh, reusable bags only law. They don't give you any disposable bags anymore at grocery stores. You have to bring your own reusable bag or purchase one there. And I do appreciate that they are infinitely more stringent about applying those rules that require you to buy a bag from them than they are about at any point during the pandemic about applying the mask rules. Uh, so that's very, it's very cool uh, and does not show any sort of bias uh, towards the money making side of things in any way. How how many reusable bags do you have? Uh, I need to enough. We have enough. Um, we, we we've collected a decent amount uh, over the past uh, couple of years. And I actually, sorry, I, I have. It was not a terrible, terribly difficult transition for me, uh, but it was still like it's still one of those things that like like we went down to the shore last week and like I have my grocery store bags in my car, but we took my wife's car, and so I got to the store and I was like, oh shit. I had to go buy like a 99 cent bag there. And I was like, this, yeah. this is another bag. I don't need any more of these. <laughs> I have I have probably close to 20. Yeah. Um, because every time I go food shopping, I forget my bags. <laughs> oh, so you these are recently acquired. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've I've maybe gone food shopping once where I remember the bags. See, there's another you, you gotta work for a big company for a couple years and then you just get them as part of your paycheck. <laughs> yeah, I, I've I've had to buy I buy three bags per visit lately, and so I've got at least 20 bags. So wow, if anybody needs any reusable Wegmans shopping bags. Wow. Rich is selling to you for $25 a bag. <laughs> no, I'll, you know what? Price gouge on bags. 50, 50 cents per bag. I don't even need to get the full money back. <laughs> 50 cents per bag. Just let me get some of it. There you go. 
Uh, anything else that has uh, recently stressed you guys? And oh, the second part is how do you recognize when you're stressed? Oh, I've I've gone over this. Uh, Chase comes over and breathes on my hand or, or arm, mm-hmm. which doesn't help. It actually makes it worse. But anytime I'm stressed or like frustrated or like mad at work or anything too, like he'll come over to try to calm me, and it'll just be my arm will be like a foot not even from his mouth, and he'll just go <laughs> right on it. I'm like, dude, that makes me feel worse. What, did, what did you do, by the way? Because I didn't see it, and the uh, listeners didn't either. I, I, he he huffs. He like uh, uh, I don't know if it was being picked up, but he'll go he'll go <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> it didn't make any sound. sound. It didn't make any sound, and it looked like you were just deep throating your mic. Cricket. It didn't. No. Audacity picked it up. I think uh, <laughs> it might just be wind noises, but I've got the pop filter in front of it, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, all right. So test, is, is it, test edit that out. Well, no. It test increase the volume as much as possible. <laughs> the, uh, last part so we can really amplify it. Uh, test just uh, <laughs> download a sound clip of a dog panting and just put it there. That five-second uh, clip is actually behind our Patreon paywall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only our premium subscribers can hear the, the the noise that Rich made into his windscreen microphone. Uh, next question is, what is your daddest opinion? And this is daddest, D-A-D hyphen E-S-T, or M-E-S-T, and not like your most bizarre, like, <laughs> Dadaist opinion. <laughs> Your like, opinion. like uh, <laughs> there is a race of volcano people living underground, and they control everything. That's the Dadaist opinion. Mm-hmm. Dinosaurs aren't real. Now that's a dad opinion, yeah. <laughs> that is a dad. Opinion. A huge dad opinion. Is that your dad opinion? No, no, <laughs> I, I love dinosaurs. They're the most real things in the world. Well, you love pandas, pandas too, and so far we're two for two. So far, very conspicuous uh, that you love all these things that may or may not actually exist. <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a dad, so I don't really know what kind of dad opinions I've got. You guys go, and I'll try to think of one. You guys are dads. I don't know. It's just usually, uh, I don't know. It's always, it's always some, like, very localized problem. Like, they should, they, they should, the, the city should renegotiate their contract with the waste management company anytime they miss, like, our trash day by a day. Mm-hmm. That's usually my dad opinion. Like, it's like just redo the whole thing. <laughs> privatized waste management they already did that but um, <laughs> but uh <laughs> but renegotiate the contract get new people mm-hmm. that is a very dad yeah. opinion oh here's my dad opinion we pay hoa to plow our, dr- our our streets and everything like that that's part of our hoa the county already does that is the, including the hoa well we got to pay for the snow plow no you don't the state already <laughs> does that really i already pay my taxes the, for the that state does State does that. Well, state uh, well, of the I mean, county. The, state... well, the local government does uh, it. But the the local government does go up your street. Uh, yeah, because that's like a your 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 whole area is like a private development. So usually they wouldn't. But they do. <laughs> that's they definitely do. <laughs> HOA needs to get on. Well, no, HOA won't say anything because then that's them saving money because they don't have to do something that's already being done. That's right. Hmm. Um, I think in terms of being a dad, I my my dad's opinion is that uh, onesies with buttons shouldn't exist. <laughs> oh, that's a hard disagree. 
hard disagree. Oh my god, those are you kidding me? Rat like zip up. Changing like, diapers at three a.m. for the past three months. Oh no no no! I'm not talking with buttons. No, I guess I misspoke. I mean, I meant footy pajamas with buttons. They should all have zippers. Okay. okay, okay because okay. those little onesies with buttons are a godsend when you have to change diapers. You just like flip it open, and there's the diaper, and then you switch yeah. it up real quick. You're right. Yeah, hundred percent. Pop, pop the hood. Yeah. So so you're you're talking more toddler and less. Well, no, that's it's thing. it's for newborns too because. They wear those footy pajamas, and so then mine it's... was basically like I was talking about like a leotard style one. Yeah, Sean was talking about like the full, but full like you know okay, you're running okay. down the stairs at Christmas to see what's under the tree kind of one. exactly, and gotcha. and that is imp- it's impossible to get to the like you have to get them fully naked to get to the diaper, but you have to unbutton each thing one at a time. It's so annoying. Why do they exist? Mm. And then also, uh, my other dad opinion is uh, keep the doors closed. We're trying to uh, air condition the entire neighborhood. <laughs> you start talking to, you're, you're, I, you already started talking to Jake and Alice about the uh, the the ownership stakes they have or don't have in these various electric <laughs> utility companies. Yeah, there you go. I'm I'm constantly. Uh, this isn't as bad as keeping the door open, but uh, they will keep the bathroom curtains open, and I'm constantly going and closing them because that keeps hot air from coming inside the house mm. because the sun beaming into it. You got. You need the shade. Close the curtains. Mm. My air conditioner's set. I'm not changing it. Close those curtains. It won't get hot. Close those curtains. I guess my only dad opinion is there's very few opinions you can really have that are dad opinions as it relates to your 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 newborn. I guess the one opinion is go to sleep. Like maybe <laughs> consider going to sleep. Like yeah. you definitely need to sleep. I can see it. You have bags under your eyes. You, you've been groaning for the last like 20 minutes. Let's do it. Kids got that, FOMO already at age like four months. It's, like, it's it's brutal. It's so that's so, that's so frustrating when that happens yeah. because on the one because you do just yeah. want to go to sleep because you're like just leave me the fuck alone for a little bit, but also <laughs> but also like you can tell how uncomfortable they are. Yeah. Like you're just like you if you yeah. went to sleep all of your problems would be gone. You feel so much better. <laughs> just sleep. You feel have, so have much you, better. Have you maybe tried reading to them? Go the fuck to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, that was after I tried asking politely one night. <laughs> and I was like, "Excuse me, uh, hi there. Now, uh, yeah, hope all is well. Just wanted to circle back with you on uh, sleep and uh, and giving that a shot." Yeah, man, it's rough. It's really rough. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's about the daddest opinion I've got as far as like my children are concerned or a child is concerned. Um, oh, oh, my other dad's opinion is uh, is is me now like hissing at the cats because like. Like I, we've we've threatened to take our cats back to the pound several times over the last three months because like they are doing everything in their power to wake the baby up. Like we get the baby to sleep and suddenly Dario, uh, the big one, is like meowing because he wants to get in the room, a room that he's never been interested in getting into. But now that the door's shut, he's interested. So we hear him outside the door praying <laughs> to get in. I'm like, if you fucking wake this child up, <laughs> twenty five minutes of us rocking this kid to sleep because you you're curious about what's happening. You just want to get the sitch back here. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're d- chucking you. Yeah, we're t- driving you back to pet smart i'm sorry it's over mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i had a lot of conversations with my dogs as well i was yeah. like i swear to god if you bark at this person <laughs> just walking down the street we just got her to sleep yeah <laughs> all right guys uh we got one more question and the question of course is just in all capital letters with an exclamation point at the end roadshow road show 
So, anyway, open up uh, Addendum 1, of course, uh, if you've never listened to our show before and are curious about what we're talking about. It's the Antiques Roadshow Guessing Game. It's the game that's sweeping the nation. We take an item and we look at an item that was appraised on the PBS program, the Antiques Roadshow, and we try to figure out what the item is, uh, what its function is, and how much it is worth. Uh, Rich Sweeten, what are we looking at tonight? All right, so we are looking at some sort of uh, smallish, uh, uh, like, octangular box. Uh, probably some sort of um, maybe jewelry box or something that has like floral flourishes on it. Um, with it looks like giant like uh, horns of sorts, like mm-hmm. blowing horns, not actual demon horns. Um, and flowers. Yeah, it, it's weird. Is that like supposed to be a pineapple? Blowing horns? I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple cornucopias. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's what it is. Cornucopias. Yeah. Uh, this looks interesting. It looks like that box of like that, that that box that like your your grandmother would keep just like knickknacks in. Like instead of a packing drawer, they'd have like this box that would just have like random stuff in it at their house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mo- most grandmoms had like pan, the a few uh, seats. Most grandmas had the. It was like the tin of cookies, but it was never actually cookies. Yeah, yeah. It was. Mm. It was all their supplies. Spare keys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sean, what do you think this thing is? I think it's a box for makeup, and I think it is worth three thousand dollars. It's probably. I'll say jewelry box. It's got his box holds like a pearl necklace, uh, and six grand, six grand. Hmm. I I agree. It's probably a jewelry box, but I'm gonna go and say it's a cigar holder, humidor, right? Um, All right. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go nine thousand. Nine thousand. I do appreciate Rich's commitment to just being contrarian on this, where he says that he thinks it's one thing, but then decides that he's going to put in that it's another thing uh, for the purposes <laughs> of saying something different from the two of us, which I genuinely do appreciate. We we need a clear, concise winner. Yeah. Or we need to question who the winner is. Embrace debate. Uh, all right. So I'm going to nominate the two of you to do the Brose players this week. Sure. Yeah. Who do you want to read as, Sean? Uh, I'll read as the guest. Okie dokie. All right, and Rich will be the appraiser. Action. I brought a box that my father's cousin gave me. They went to Asia to live in 1915 and stayed there until 36. In 54, when I got married, I lived in Harrington, and she would call me to do her handyman work, and I never charged her anything. And she gave me this in 1960, and she died the next year, so I know nothing about it. And she said, it's not cheap. It's, uh, It's valuable. And uh, what do you think it is? I thought it was an ivory box. It. The easy leap of faith is to say it might have been made in Asia. That's my thoughts. Yeah. It was full of shells. She told me she walked the coastline and picked up shells and put them in there. Okay. So wherever they were, so wherever they was living, they were close to water. Okay. Well, what we have, what you're looking at. Is a scrimshawed, scrimshawed, well-bone New England sailor's ditty box. 
<laughs> they call them ditty boxes. Okay. Ditty box. Yeah, because the sailors put personal, small, personal items in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is really a beautiful one. Mm-hmm. You can see the wonderful floral arrangements. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a small scene there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A memorable scene. See this wonderful construction with the fingers? Oh, yes, yeah. And how they're put together with these beautiful little nails. And it's fully decorated. Yeah. So this would have been made by a sailor probably off a whaling ship somewhere around 1830 or 1840. Oh, yeah? Things move around the world. Oh, yeah. Whalers move around the world. (laughs) Oh, yes. So we're whaling all over the world, and I can't rule it out, but for cataloging it, it's not logical to say that this was made and left in Asia and your relatives picked it up. Mm-hmm. Right. I have no idea. Yeah, I I would think they purchased it either before or after they returned. It has a beautiful lid, and they're trying to show this wonderful exotic wood, which is mahogany. Uh-huh. I thought it was. And then you turn it over, and you see a thin layer of whalebone. Mm-hmm. Of whalebone. Now, this was not easy to make. This came from the jawbone of a sperm whale. Okay. And it's called the pan bone. P-A-N. And they had tools for actually cutting the pan bone into thin strips. Mm-hmm. They would then steam the strips, and they became more pliable. Yeah. And they were able to bend them around to form, and then nail them very fastidiously. Yeah, yeah. And form these boxes. They're very highly sought after. This is a very, very good one. There are parts of it that could be better, but in terms of this particular box, today's market, which had been a little challenged, it would feel very comfortable putting a retail valuation of six to eight thousand. Oh wow, I had no idea. That's why I brought it. I, as I say, I got it in sixty, and I knew nothing about it. So I, that's why I came to the roadshow. I wanted to learn something. And scene. Scene. All right. All right there was it's a, a po- ditty box. Ditty box. <laughs> there was a point in the middle. First of all, Rich was going like scrimshwad. Couldn't do scrimshwad, uh, the word. It was like he was going scrimshwad, scrimsh, scrit. And I'm probably going like the hash slinging slasher. <laughs> <laughs> down the middle. Uh, yeah. Look, we all know I can't read well. <laughs> I was like, and, it's a brutal uh, word. It's a brutal word. Yeah, how often does scrimshwad come up? Yeah, yeah it's, you know? for some reason I thought there was an SCH at the beginning, so Shrimshaw, and I'm like, wait, Shrimshaw. no, that's not right. The Hashling's Ledger. Um, I got it, I got it, and then what was the other word that was in there that I also got? Oh, I got Pan. I got Pan, made sure to get Pan right. P-A-N, yes, Pan. Pan. Pan, nailed it. Uh, got Pan, very good. Uh, there's also a point where it was like, things move around the world. Whalers <laughs> move around the world. So we were whaling all over the world, and I was muted, but in the back of my head I'm like, Something please happen. <laughs> uh-huh. Something uh-huh. happened in this story. Uh-huh. 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 Uh, anyway, I was right. Uh, in uh, about the any any time I think of uh, whalers, I think of we're whalers on the moon. Uh, we carry uh, a harpoon. harpoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Good roadshow. Um, anyone with a closing thought or a take. 
Mm-mm. No. All right. I don't think so. All right. I guess we'll just call it a night then. Close up shop, everybody. Uh, Rich, if people want to find you on Twitter, where can they find you? At B underscore Walnuts. How about you, Sean? At Hey, it's SOB. And you can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. The podcast is on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast. It's on Facebook at Brose Podcast. And it's on Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. You can listen to our show anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold. And if you have a question that you would like us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Special thanks. As always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our questions, to Tess Riley for editing our show, to Shannon Vogel for designing our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at the Shannon Vogel uh, Photography and Art page on Facebook or at her shop on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Steven Siebert, and you can listen to Steven's work at the Free Music Archive. It's plugs time, everybody. Rich, uh, what's going on with streaming and your podcasting? You can check me out on twitch.tv slash walnuts where things go around the world. And then mm. you can check out onequest.com for podquest and bonus action where whalers go around the world. And Sean, uh, what about your frisbees? You oh, your I'm frisbee disc golf and all that? I'm throwing them at OB disc golf everywhere except Instagram where it is OB underscore disc golf. And I co the Taste Fakers music podcast. We're in the process of uh, researching and recording season two of Taste Fakers. But in the meantime, go and check out season one, eight episodes uh, of us taking two seemingly unrelated albums from pop music history and finding a way to link them together, whether it's Def Leppard and Andrew W.K., whether it's System of a Down and Run the Jewels, whether it's uh, Craig Finn and George Jones. Uh, boy, hey, Craig Finn just put out an album uh, just a couple of months ago. So uh, might, uh, a little bit timely, you can go back and listen to that episode uh, from back in the fall. Uh, but go back and listen to season one. Taste Fakers is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. All right, that's it, everybody. Say goodbye to the gentle listeners. Bye. Bye. For Rich Sweet and Sean O'Brien, Tim Hansen in Absentia, and the entire Action Moves team. Uh, my name is Matt Casnell, reminding you all to be smart about being stupid. <laughs> <laughs>